Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Greetings, realists. Welcome to this edition of the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Hey, Kelly, how are you doing today? I am doing well. How are you, Heather? I'm good. No complaints over here. So what do you want to chat about today? So there's a lot going on in the world, but I first wanted to talk about um, just some pertinent issues that I have going on to do with like new products that I'm trying and Mm -hmm. other things that I want to ask you about. Is that okay? okay? Are you cool with this? I am down. <laughs> okay. I got this. Okay. So I've talked about Pacifica in the past, mm-hmm. you know, like I love this brand. It's really great, but like I kind of only get one-offs. Well, I was at Whole Foods the other day and by the other day, I mean like three weeks ago and, um, <laughs> I, nothing was on sale. It was a super bummer of a trip because like inflation is, crazy right now everything costs so much money but the things that were on sale were like the face creams and things like that which is weird so I bought this Pacifica sea foam complete face wash for like five bucks and it's only 1.4 ounces but I have a feeling that it will last me a long time so it said I'm gonna read the t- the front cover of it for you because it sounds Mm -hmm. just so lovely like look at it it's so pretty it's like a nice pale blue okay it's like an eggshell um Mm -hmm. robin's egg yeah all right so it says remove makeup cleanse and tone coconut water and sea algae complex and powerhouse antioxidants sulfate free all skin types 100 vegan and cruelty free This stuff is so good. It makes my face feel so incredibly clean. So, all right, now this is like such a privileged problem to have, but so I kind of have like a weird bathroom situation where I have like, I don't really understand what this apartment complex did here, but like Mm -hmm. I have a room with the shower in it Mm -hmm. and a, a, like um hand sink that I never use because the water doesn't get warm at all which is very strange and then there's like an adjoining room with the toilet and then a sink right so I don't know if like this use if I don't know what happened um it's a really terrible use of space it makes absolutely no sense but whatever so anyway I always wash my face in the toilet sink area because the well because the one yes because the water actually gets warm but two because the sink there's like a really long counter so I can put all my stuff up there nice the problem is is that I keep my face wash in the shower so it was like getting really annoying to walk back and forth like to put Mm. it back and get it whatever so I just needed something to have in the other room and I was using this um like oil stuff that I had gotten for Christmas, but, um, that's gone. So anyway, I'm using this now. I really love it. That's pretty much all I wanted to say is that I'm like obsessed with Pacifica now. And I got a 
Pacifica catalog in the mail, which I've, <laughs> I've never gotten a Pacifica catalog in the mail. And wow, I just want catalog. you to know, I know it's like, so it was like 1995 or something. And I want you to know that looking through that catalog brought me so much joy. And there are so many Pacifica things that I didn't even know existed that I want now. And what I love about Pacifica is that it's not expensive. It's completely affordable. That's um, awesome. Now I do also want to mention too, now this isn't a skincare episode. I just these things, things have fallen into my life in the past couple of weeks. So I wanted to mention them. So I am a member of Thrive Market, which is just like the grocery, you know, grocery stuff you buy online, but you have to pay for it because it's discounted. So I don't understand. None of it makes sense to me. Um, but we started doing it during the pandemic and they just have so much good stuff and the prices are decent. So like, I still get it anyway. Oftentimes when I order from Thrive Market, you get to pick a free gift and one of the free gifts was this Andalou Naturals a Rejuvenating Cream. It's a plant-based retinol alternative age-defying stuff. Mm. And it's this cream. And like, I got it right as the retinol stuff that I was using, used was used up. So it's very exciting. Um, I don't really love it so far, mm. but because uh, it doesn't it's white and thick and it doesn't really blend in with your skin. It just kind of okay. like kind of sits there. And when you wipe it, it's like sunscreen. When you wipe it, it just gets more and more white and all over you. I don't understand yeah. it. Anyway, I'm going to update you on that in like a few weeks to see if my skin feels age defined or not. Okay. Well, well we listen, Heather, anticipating that now, I mean, I know that I'm just like totally stealing the show here. But now I want to talk about hair for a minute because it's now warm where I live. And so my hair is getting like unnecessarily sweaty and oily. And then I've got like a baby clinging to it and spitting in it all the time. So I've got like all these hair issues that I didn't necessarily have before. And one of the things is I really need dry shampoo. Well, I picked up this dry shampoo at Trader Joe's today. It's just mm -hmm. dry shampoo with pro vitamin B5 in it. I've never bought their, their dry shampoo before. It's so good. Like I just, I just bought it today and I'm using it now. And like it was five bucks, $4.99 at Trader Joe's. And, you know, I've been spending all this money on dry shampoo. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know why this stuff is, I mean, it's not the greatest, like yeah. I could tell, I could talk about the greatest, this, that's not it, but I was just really, I was presently, presently, I was pleasantly surprised. It also smells really good. Um, so with hair things, the whole point of the whole hair conversation was that I wanted to talk to you about what the heck you do with your hair when it's hot outside. And when it's like, when you haven't washed your hair in days and you don't want to use a bunch of dry shampoo and you just need to do something with it, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Oh, well, <clears throat> so it doesn't get as hot here as it gets where you are. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that problem quite as much, but I uh, typically have my hair up in a ponytail or a messy bun and if I, my hair gets really dirty. You do a high pony or a low pony? 
I'm high pony all the way. I have a flat back of my head, so a low pony is a, a weird look for me. Does the um, high pony make give you a headache? Um, it does if I wear it all the time. Okay. So I reserve that for really, I'm outside on a really hot day. Now my hair is longer, so I can braid it. I actually sported a braid uh, a few weeks ago. That was pretty exciting. Yep. But braids have lots of wispies that come out, so they're mm -hmm. not very unless you hairspray it down. But yeah, there's times where my hair definitely is too dirty and I really avoid dry shampoo unless I'm trying to go somewhere and create an illusion that I have washed my hair. But if it's just like we're bumming around at the house or on the farm or something, then I will just brush my hair back into a ponytail when it's dirty and it kind of just slicks it all down. Oh, see, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. my hair to feel oily at all I will put like cornstarch in it before I'll let it be oily like I cannot with that mm -hmm. okay no, so what are my, you my preference so you're doing a ponytail mm -hmm. what are you using so honestly for the last 20 years I have been die hard hair ties like mm -hmm. the black Same. elastic heavy duty because I mm -hmm. have my hair was really long and really heavy. And so to actually get it to hold a ponytail, particularly for an activity like running, I feel like a hair tie is the only thing that's gonna do it. Um, but when I was a teenager, I loved a good scrunchie. And I remember I had some scrunchies I really liked, including one that was had skulls on it. That was like my favorite Ew. scrunchie of all time. And then somebody threw it out the window of my car one day in a mm -hmm. act of aggression <laughs> so that was devastating but anyway so <laughs> i had gotten away from the scrunchie use because i just don't feel like it holds my hair up enough like it's not heavy duty enough mm. but uh a scrunchie found its way into my home recently and i've started using it and then the other day i bought a whole pack of scrunchies my hair is not as long now and it's thinner now that I'm older. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to give the scrunchie thing a try. Still not for running. If I'm going running, I want like the heavy duty black hair tie. Yeah. Because um, I do not want my hair to move. Like my hair needs to stay in place when I'm running and mm -hmm. just be away from my face as much as possible. But for just around the house, I think, I think the scrunchie is going to do the, the job. What so I, I got scrunchies back when I was pregnant and have been using them ever since like prior to that I hadn't touched them in 30 years or whatever yeah. and like um but recently very recently like I have scrunchie my hair right now but very recently um the scrunchies just aren't cutting it because I do have a baby who like pulls out my hair all the time and I constantly am putting my hair back like when it's wet and I thought that the scrunchie was a good thing for that because I thought it wouldn't like really pull on my hair but then it mm -hmm. actually kind of just leaves my hair like it's all flat in the front and then you know it just it doesn't work so I bought these things these little squiggly hair ties can you see yeah, I've seen those. And I saw okay. you sent me a link to. Yeah, so I've the seen webpage. them before and they're like mm -hmm. super ugly. And I thought, yeah. why? How can people. They're like 
old telephone cords. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> how can people use those? But I was getting like super, super desperate, you know, because the scrunchies just were not holding my hair up. And I would find that they would just fall down to the bottom mm-hmm. of my hair when I would put my hair up. And these things are amazing. Like yes. they completely hold my hair up and um I think one of the things that they boast is that like they don't leave any there's nothing that makes you think when you take them out that you've had your hair up there are no bumps there are no whatevers and it's true like you would have no idea that I had my hair up from like the beginning of the day at the end of the day when I take it out. It's pretty amazing. They are ugly, but I mean, you know what? Scrunchies are pretty ugly too. So like, I don't know, I'm into them. And what I also love is that they like really stretch out when you use them. And then you see how tiny this is. This is, Mm -hmm. this is the size that it is when it comes. So overnight it shrinks back to the size that it began, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, Another thing that well, I bought I literally just added them to my Amazon yes. cart because I'm gonna give them a try. They really I've are seen great. Them. I've seen them, but yeah, it's like it just I just didn't see how that was gonna hold mm-hmm. my hair in place. That's at all. how I like, felt I, too. It's, like it's like like I want to explain this better. It's like the curly type phone cord from mm-hmm. like the 80s with the like kitchen phone on the wall. Yeah, what's it called? And to me. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's like just counterintuitive on every possible level. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. How that holds hair, kitsch, spiral hair ties. Spiral hair tie. Coil hair ties, Mm -hmm. phone cord hair ties. (laughs) Yeah, phone cord is exactly right. (laughs) So another thing that I wanted to mention was that like, all right, ever since maybe college, I have wanted to be a person who could wear like these big fat boho headband things. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, but I've no never, this. never been able to do it. I've never been able to pull it off. Anytime I put them in my hair, I just look like a sick person, you know, like I look like I'm losing my hair or something. Um, I just cannot in any way, shape or form, pull it off, you know? And I, I, I bought some simply because I was just so, I was at my wits end with this baby hair pulling out thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. I just can't do it anymore because I'm just losing like clumps of hair. Um, but you know, after spending like 12 or $13 on this stupid pack of things that are beautiful, they're really cool looking. I love them. I still look stupid when I put them on my head and, you know, they just flatten out my hair and I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things like the, um, the messy top knot, right? Mm-hmm. Like where it's like, everyone does it and it looks so easy and you know like like I don't know it's just so simple to do and your hair just looks super full and amazing and beautiful and you didn't have to put any effort into it whatsoever but then in reality you actually have to do like unless you have like the most amazing hair in the world it's actually like a whole ordeal that involves like hours and, you know, like it's hard. And I think that's how this stupid headband thing is too. I think that unless you actually like watch 15 YouTube videos and, you know, strategically place strands of hair, you know, 
mm-hmm. under it and by your face or, you know, whatever, it just looks mm-hmm. stupid. And that kind yeah. of stuff really ticks me off. I hate things. And this happens all the time. Like, you know, I got to bring women into it. This happens all the time as women. Like there are things that we are shown that like we're supposed to look like or supposed to be able to do that are supposed to be really easy and like everyone can do them and wear them and whatever. And then it turns out it's all fake. Like it's all illusion. And that really, that upsets me. It upsets me when I spend money and I spent money on this and I don't have that much money, you know? So like that irks me. I'm irked. I feel like it would be easier if you had bangs because then you've got hair like coming down on your face and then the band so it's like maybe that would eliminate the that sounds like a I don't look mess. good in headbands either mm-hmm. I can't imagine I don't like headbands I don't like things on my head if I'm wearing a headband it's because I'm doing a face mask or I'm doing my makeup um yeah. or I'm at a weird stage of hair growth where I've got a lot of the baby short hairs well that's where I am as well because like as you can maybe well you can't really see how do I kind of see like I've got like a hardcore like widow's peak because you know I am postpartum and you know I just have no hair anymore and then there's the whole Mm -hmm. thing with just like as you were saying like as you get older your hair is just thinner it just is Mm -hmm. um and it's not it's really I hate that you know like I really hate that I hate and I like I was having a conversation with like my mother-in-law and she was like and I was telling her how my hair used to be like really really thick and coarse and like mm-hmm. just unmanageable like out of yeah. control right and she was like your hair is really thin mm-hmm. and I'm like but it hasn't always been <laughs> Like this this is not, I'm still not used to it. I'm like a person, you know, I'm still like in shock over how thin my hair has gotten as I've gotten older. It's so unnatural to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I just seem, I mean, I guess that's how everybody's hair gets. That's why, I guess that's why older women have like either really short hair or long buns. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I expected it because I remember my mom's hair getting really thin mm. as she got into her forties. I know. See, my mom always really had thin, thin hair, so mm. like it wouldn't. It, but I didn't have her hair, so yeah. I, you know, I just assumed that that would yeah. never happen to me. I feel once again, this is one of those situations where I feel like I've kind of been lied to, you know. Yeah. No, I knew it was coming. And then I remember like the Rogaine for women commercials. Like I remember that being like, oh, so women go bald too? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, my hair got much thinner as I aged. And then yeah, you have like a dramatic hair loss right after having a baby. I mean, the good thing is that I think some of that comes back in mm-hmm. after a while. So like hopefully yeah. your hair will get a little bit thicker. But um, yeah, it's just kind of part of it. And so um, it's interesting because I can do different things with my hair now that I couldn't do when I had really heavy, thick hair. It's a little more manageable in some ways, but yeah, it's part of the process, I guess. Okay. So So speaking of women going bald and how like upsetting it is, (laughs) um, 
Oh, and well, so here's another thing that I will tell you, because I've always kind of had been thinning on the sides because I pull my hair back a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember going to a hair person. Oh, I also want to mention to you, I recently bought, so I have been kind of boycotting Essie, the um, nail polish, because it's not okay. vegan. Well, now mm-hmm. they have a vegan quick dry. And so I recently Ooh. bought like, like vegan essay is so exciting i got got green oh my gosh that's amazing yeah yours is not vegan but i did um recently stumble across a line of products at the walgreens they have like a whole entire display of um vegan clear coat top coat polishes and nail polish remover so I'm thinking that probably soon I will purge my my collection of non-vegan products and, and make the switch over. Hmm. I've, I'm getting into dye, um, dyeing. I'm getting into dyeing my nails more often. Um, <laughs> That's what we should call it. <laughs> so like I, I didn't really even have nail polish or do anything. And if I got my nails done, I went and had them done professionally. And I'm a hundred percent sure that stuff is all like the worst possible stuff you could ever Mm -hmm. put on your body. And then after I had the baby, I didn't want to get my nails done anymore. So, um, just kind of slowly, like I just kept acquiring nail polishes. Like I'd be like somewhere and I'll be like, Oh, that's a pretty color. And I just buy it. So anyway, I've now kind of become like a nail polish person again. Cool. It's like I'm I'm back in the nineties. I've got scrunchies in my hair and, you know, green nail polish on my fingers. So yeah, I like it. Circle into it all right so we'll take a quick break and be right back all right so we're back so kelly speaking of bald heads what what did you want to say about that i really feel like we can't not talk about the slap heard around the world right like it's everywhere and um So obviously what we're talking about is, you know, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock on the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I don't watch the Academy Awards anymore. For a bald joke. For a bald joke. Well, yeah. And to be, so it wasn't a great joke. It also wasn't a bash in any way, shape or form. Like I went back and like, was like, because, okay, I, I don't, I don't watch the Academy Awards anymore. I used to be very into it. The Academy Awards either. are like incredibly prestigious and like, whether you follow them or not, they are. And it's very, like, if, if you are an actor, they're very important, you know, it's yeah. like the biggest thing of your, you know, um, career, you know, like a big, the biggest award ceremony of, you know, in your career or whatever, yeah. which is why it's a really big deal to like smack someone at them. Like, it's just so incredibly shocking and bizarre, like just super crazy. Um, And maybe it wouldn't be shocking and bizarre for some people, because I think there's some like wild card Hollywood stars that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been surprised by that, but I feel like I was really shocked that it was Will Smith that did it I just don't think of him and I don't know him personally I don't know anything about his life I follow his career as an actor and I appreciate his work but I don't 
often see him like coming up on the headlines or in um, gossip magazines as being this like really like loose cannon, overly aggressive, dramatic type of figure. I see mm-hmm. him as being more like sensible and reserved and calm and thoughtful about the actions he takes because he does value his career and his family and his reputation very much. That's my impression of him. Yeah. So I found it surprising that that he was the one. Of that, all the people that could have smacked people. Yeah, yeah. could have smacked people, sure. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, again, this is an incredibly nuanced situation. And there are a lot of things that like, I can't speak to, like, you know, there are a lot of such, like, I've heard everything from like, um, you know, he was defending his woman and that's great to, you know, white people can't talk about this because this is a black people thing. And it's all white people's fault to like, you know, he should have been arrested. He should have his Oscar taken away. I mean, it's just like all over the board, people got really emotional about Mm -hmm. seeing this. And I really think, you know, and then there are some people who are like, this is not a big deal. I don't know why we're talking about it. And so here's the thing, like in, in some ways, I agree with that. In some ways it's like, oh yeah, there's a war happening right now. There's a, you know, Supreme court justice who was like conspiring with his wife to like take over the, you know, election yes, or whatever that's the kind there's of like, news I, I get mean, excited about. there's all kinds of stuff going on right now yeah. but the but what bothers me about this particular situation is that how do like there's something really wrong like we are not progressing in any way as a society if the point that we're at is where people like violence is happening right in front of us at like the most prestigious like award ceremony and people are just like whatever about it well so there are a lot of people now who aren't like whatever about it today um will smith i guess resigned from the academy mm-hmm. which is a big deal but also not really a big deal at all because it doesn't really mean anything um mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you know pomp and circumstance it's, or whatever it's him i mean to me okay like if you were the executive director of a nonprofit and then something really bad happened at that nonprofit even though it wasn't your fault you would just resign because that's just what people do so i feel well, like that's just a natural course of action like it precludes him getting suspended or removed Basically. Except that he really, he was just going to get a slap on the wrist anyway. And this seems like a much, I think he did it because like, look, I've seen stuff afterwards and he did not seem even remotely remorseful about it. Like, I do not think that, I mean, look, I can't get into it because I'm not them and I haven't had a conversation with him or his wife. And like, I just don't know where their heads are at. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot that I could say like gossip wise about like their relationship. And I almost feel like I could say it here and talk about it because they talk about it so damn much. Like they won't shut the F up about their relationship. They're really an open book. And I, I have to say here, I don't follow any of that. I've hardly ever even listened to the. Follow it either. They just won't shut up about it. So I don't know anything about it. What I do want to do is take this conversation and put it into a venue that we can talk intelligently about. And maybe later we can have like a celebrity gossip episode. Well, but I mean, that was my point though. 
is that all, you know, I could say a whole lot about them and I could speculate about why it happened and what's going on and all that. But what really bothers me, like I said, is that we are at a point where people are smacking people in the face on live television. And we're just like the whole room full of people that were there. And I know that they were in shock Mm -hmm. from what I understand, but the whole room applauded when this happened. And I know that they were in shock. I know it was a big deal. And like, they were not expecting that to happen. Nobody was, but it's just like, then he sat back in his seat they did not look even remotely like concerned about the fact that he had just smacked someone. And then like half an hour later, walked up on stage and accepted an Oscar. And it was like, no big deal. What Mm -hmm. the F, yo? Like that is not a world I want to live in. Like that is, that was the first time I've seen that on TV. You know, I mean, like it was shocking to me. So I want to talk about, living in a world where violence is so acceptable Mm -hmm. that we like can that that can happen i very much think about how we use violence or how we respond to violence in our society and i've done a lot of soul searching on this in the last few years I, i know we've even talked about it on this podcast and how we respond to a famous beloved public figure who does something like that versus how we would respond to a hated public figure or to a stranger that has no relevance in our life in the public sphere acting that way like if you were riding on the subway and some guy got up and smacked some other guy like what would be your reaction to that you know if I was and this is I want to share a a personal experience I had also where my husband sort of defended me and then what my reactions to that Mm. were so I I can't wait to hear about that oh yeah it's good so so I think that's like a good way to come at this where we Mm -hmm. can have an intelligent discussion because it is concerning and again I love Will Smith I don't want to be mad at him it's hard for me to be mad at Will Smith or to Uh, hold some animosity to him for doing that but at the same time I recognize that that does not fall in line with my values I do Mm -hmm. not agree with people reacting violently and I do not want to see that react reenacted in my daily life I really dislike violence being used to handle conflict and in fact went and got like a master's degree in conflict resolution because I'm so passionate about us using our words and coming up with healthier more productive ways to deal with conflict than resorting to violence well and I would also like to add that I get really upset too when people do like react with violence and then think that just saying I'm sorry is going to make everything okay, you know? Because like, even in like just this situation, the thing that people saw is someone getting smacked on live TV. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people saw. So to see someone getting smacked and then to hear, oh, it's okay. Cause you can just like explain it away. Like it doesn't, it, and again, when we talk about like 
we can't talk about why that happened. I mean, you know, we're not going to like try to speculate. Mm-hmm. I don't care why it happened. You know, like that's not my, that's not my thing to figure out, you know, right now. Um, yeah. I mean, the situation is that issue is pretty black and white. Like, don't hit people, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, that situation is, is black and white to me. And Mm -hmm. like, I, and also, I mean, there are so many situations. It's funny because like when I was growing up, the idea of a significant other, like smacking someone for saying something about me was so romantic. Like that was such Mm. a like romantic idea, you know? Um, Which is funny because in a lot of movies and like film and TV, when you see that happen, usually the woman doesn't go for the guy who beat someone up over her. She goes for the guy who got beat up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that today. I was thinking like, wow, that, that narrative doesn't even actually play out even like in fiction. Um, but, but I remember life because it happened last night on love after lockup, but that's another story. <laughs> but I remember, you know, I remember that being like really, like the cool thing was, you know, someone defending your honor and like, a, mm-hmm. you know, like going after someone for you. Oh, and yeah. like, we were taught that that was the yeah. chivalrous thing to do. And now as a, like, as a grown up woman, I feel like I would be so embarrassed if something like that happened, you know? And like, not only because like, I am so against violence, but also it's like, I'm not someone's property and I can defend myself. Like the idea of someone Mm -hmm. like going after someone for me is like a total ego move to me. Like that is all about you doing them doing something for them, you know? And it's just like, it's does not in any way, shape or form, like give me agency over like my own self and my, you know, my mm-hmm. body and my thoughts and my whatever. So that's like a whole other issue that stems from this is that it's just yeah. like, who wants someone defending them like that? Gross. And I- Lots of people, I guess. What I was gonna, you know, bring to the table about this topic was, I've had a lot of thoughts about like this alpha male syndrome, like why do guys feel the need to do this? Because I've Mm. seen it actually happen quite a bit uh, in the course of my life. Um, And I, I don't understand because I don't want that. I want you to talk about that because I don't actually have a lot of experience with that. Oh man, I must be just dating different kinds of people than yeah you. I mean um, I really think so because I really I honestly have mm-hmm. never been in a relationship with someone who like would go like <laughs> would res- mm-hmm. I mean well I've probably not been I've people I they don't defend me in that way like I think that you know um you know that's a negative and a positive because I think that the people I've been with have kind of just assumed that I would defend myself if something happened, you know? Um, but yeah, so talk to me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had things happen in the past and I don't really want to dig like that far back, but I will talk about something that happened more recently, a few years ago. And it was really upsetting the way the whole thing unfolded. And I think is a perfect lesson about why that's not the right way to handle things. So 
I had uh, gone out into my backyard a few mm-hmm. years ago. I was six months pregnant. So I think that's really important to setting yeah. the stage. Like here I am in a somewhat more vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. I'm king extra weight. I have a baby. I'm not as uh, steady on my feet. I'm not as athletic. I can't move as quick. Lots of things about that um, sort of came into play in this scenario. I was out in my backyard. We were having a, a new weird issue with a neighbor that had just moved in. And um, basically that whole thing kind of started because the neighbor made a comment to my husband one day when he was in the backyard and my husband did the alpha male thing he does, which was kind of like a puff up and say something, you know, back and kind of just say, Hey, I'm not going to tolerate you talking to me through my fence. Like we're just going to set that boundary right now. And I think there's a lot of times in life where maybe that really works. And the person's like, oh, uh, gosh, sorry, I didn't mean to. (laughs) Okay, buddy. (laughs) Um, But there's times in life where you come up against a crazier person and that has a complete opposite reaction. And so it just literally ignited a fire between us and them um, that that, that was not going to get resolved anytime soon as it was very apparent. So I was out in the backyard and the neighbor jumped up on the fence on, you know, my fence. So his head was over and started screaming at me. And I engaged with him for a moment and was kind of telling him, you know, he was doing some things that were really scary to me. Some of which was shooting arrows at my fence and um, their spaces between the, the, the beams of the fence. So, I mean, we could have been injured or killed or our dogs. It was really scary. And so I was trying to address some concerns I had since he was standing up on the back of my fence uh, already to to engage with me. I could see that he was just getting really escalated and and the whole thing was getting more and more aggressive. So I just start kind of walking away. Right about that time, my husband comes out and he's you know, beelining, charging up to that fence. Uh, Again, I think to kind of aggressively posture of like, hey, you need to back up. Um, And the guy didn't and continued to stay there on the fence and, uh, and actually kind of looked like he was about to come over the fence. He was like making body language and uh, posturing like he was about to come over my fence. And so my husband got right up to him and like threw his hands up in the air and I think he intentionally to some extent probably wanted to to alarm the guy or to make some sort of contact with him and basically he tipped the guy's brim of his baseball cap and the hat flew off whoa that is so typical of like a thing that men do (laughs) yes wow so we inside we call the police uh immediately that guy obviously goes into his house and he calls the police immediately. And the police come out and unlike the Will Smith scenario, they ask this guy if he wants to press charges. And he says yes and has charges pressed against my husband for harassment, basically, um, which is kind of like on the assault spectrum, but really low level, like, you know, he didn't punch him in the face or slap him in the face or anything like that. Uh, In my opinion, he was 
making a clear distinction of this is my side of the fence my arms are on my side of the fence and I'm just being very clear with my body language that you need to back up off of my fence because you're not listening to the words where I'm telling you to get off my fence so I'm going to have to be a little more um, demonstrative with my actions here to let you know that uh, this is not going to be acceptable and so the fact that he could press charges against my husband for that was really upsetting and caused all kinds of issues because of my line of work and my husband's line of work we cannot be just having criminal charges, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, involved in our family. And so it unleashed a very expensive legal situation where we had to hire a lawyer and, and do all this stuff. And eventually we got it all thrown out and the whole thing worked out, but it forced us. I mean, we ended up moving immediately because we realized that this was probably just going to continue getting worse. And so we had to buy a new home. I mean, it was like a really big ordeal. And I just kept thinking, like, I wish we would have never engaged with this guy, like at all. I wish we could just, you know, and I don't know if that would have helped or changed anything, but, um, but the way that it just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger and worse and worse was the opposite direction of the way I wanted things to go. You know, even if you don't get along with a neighbor or you kind of, disagree on how to use your backyards um i would rather just disengage and disconnect and um and try to keep problems at a minimum but uh yeah it was it was really crazy and i do not i just want to be clear i don't think my husband was in the wrong here but i do believe that he was trying to defend me and defend our property and um and it got out of hand really quickly so but the guy was being really aggressive and menacing towards me yeah. And so my husband got engaged because he was trying to protect me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think that this is uh, analogous to what happened with Will mm -hmm. Smith and Chris Rock, but what I do think it brings to light is like, is bringing violence into the equation or, or any kind of aggressive action into an equation where there's conflict, does that help resolve the conflict? in a more efficient manner or does it actually make things worse so for example will smith clearly didn't like what chris rock said about his wife but i don't think that that this solved that problem i think this created way more problems for will smith i mean mm -hmm. chris rock doesn't have problems chris rock's shows are now selling out i mean this is actually as if chris <laughs> rock's see it's so okay first of all i'm gonna stop you there because that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard as if chris rock shows weren't already selling out the way that like I they're the way that people is are that playing I don't know. the way that people are playing this is like chris rock was doing so badly i'm sorry do you know anything about chris rock like He's a world famous comedian. Will Smith is not a comedian, he's an actor. Like yeah. Will Smith, I mean, Chris Rock shows we're gonna sell out any, he's fine. He's gonna be doing fine. Um, but yeah, I mean like, and I mean, I guess we could, you know, again, it's, I think it's speculative too about whether or not he actually had took issue with what Chris Rock said. <clears throat> or if he thought that his wife did and therefore, you know, was doing something based on, because when you look at that video, he looked perfectly fine with that joke. Um, it wasn't mm -hmm. until he saw, you she know, kind of rolled her eyes. She rolled her eyes. She didn't even seem that upset. She just rolled mm -hmm. her eyes. 
and then which again to me just says a lot about their relationship you know but whatever you know <laughs> it's not for me to to talk you know to get all into yeah. one here um especially until like further info and i'm sure we'll hear more about it because i'm sure there will be like a red table talk and there will be like 15 articles and interviews and like you know whatever um but but you know like that's again one of the bizarre things about it is that first of all it wasn't even that that it it wasn't even like a joke it was more like a comment you know what I mean it was more like a so Chris Rock is not one of my favorite comedians I I don't really care for his brand of humor that much especially as he's gotten older it doesn't really vibe with me that much so to me though it's just your average chris rock low blow you know see and to me it did not even seem like see and to me like to be perfectly honest with you uh to be compared to gi jane is not a low blow in any way shape or form it's not an insult in any way shape or form um like gi jane was like a badass but that makes no sense gi jane had her head shaved because i mean she didn't have a health condition I highly doubt that Chris Rock knew that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. I listened to her freaking podcast and I didn't know that, nor did I care. Like she she has had like, no, she has had her head shaved so many times over the years that I legit just assumed that was like the look she was sporting because she's done it before a million times. So I just want to say, because I actually weirdly not that I've ever given any thought to Jada Pinkett's head in my life. Weirdly, in the weeks leading up to this, I kept coming back to like, why does she wear her, like, why does she have her head shaved all the time now? And I really kind of would answer my own question with being like, it's got to be something to do with her health. There's got to be a medical reason. Cause like, I can understand doing it for a while as a statement or you know just oh this is my hair but she now. used she and had short hair for different. years like it was like she had no hair for a long time mm-hmm. like that's the only like honestly when I think of her okay I don't think of Jada Pinkett Smith but like if I am thought if I'm told if someone tells me to think of her that is how I picture her in my head because mm-hmm. The only other way is I remember for a while she was sporting this like long flowy hair look when she was like a rock star or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which always just did, seemed really out of, it didn't seem to fit her personality at all. It seemed very odd, you know, yeah. um, because she's like a really, at least she seems to think she's a really badass, like straight, mm-hmm. you know, what again, which is why like to me, the G.I. Jane thing kind of just seemed what like more like a something you would say to someone you knew personally and you were just like commenting on how you know what they were what they were vibing that night you know what I mean it didn't seem like a dig it didn't seem like a joke it wasn't funny you know it just seemed like a you know he was just talking or whatever yeah. so like yeah. I I can't comment it on made, that I don't that's care the part that makes no sense for me like why would that comment out of all the comments you know, enact that sort of um, response, but I feel like we are, we don't know that part, going, so we're just not going to, yeah, going we're talking too much about, hole. like, yeah, we're talking so too much been, about that. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring it back to, like, for me, I'm thinking it's got more to do, 
because I, what I've seen in my real life has got more to do with this like alpha male thing of like, I've got to defend or I've, I've got to react to show that I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Um, and the way that I do that is through aggressive behaviors. And so that, that's, that's what comes through to me as being so, like applicable. And tell me, please, why are men like that? conditioning well, over centuries okay yeah sure I mean I, I think it's definitely cultural and I I mean I think probably is it though because so. again I am telling you straight up that like I have only known a couple of men in my whole life who were really like like that and I'm always like really taken all aback of them when people act like, like I want to meet these guys I like know a lot of people like all that. of them are like this that I can see Okay. So, so I, just I mean, it just seems like to me that, that in, in my life and like, especially now I live like out in the country. And okay. So, See that to like, me is people, like, that makes sense to me. People really like to hash things out. Guys seem to really like to hash things out by bucking up, you know, and it's like, who can buck up the biggest and who can call whose bluff and then who's willing to actually go through with maybe being aggressive and then what are all the repercussions that come with that because oftentimes police get involved and then there's courts getting involved and to me the whole thing just seems so messy and unnecessary so ridiculous when we could have just talked it out i said well like another celebrity comes to mind when i think about this like alec baldwin I think like some people are just like really super reactive. And I think that um, it comes from, all right, this is just like off the top of my head. I mean, I have thought a lot about this in the past, but like, I think that when you get really frustrated Mm -hmm. that you feel like you're not being heard and no one's listening to you and you don't have the words to communicate what you're saying, or if you communicate what you're saying and nothing changes, then like the response is like a more physical, violent, be it with words or with actions response. And I think that, you know, aside from, if we just step aside from like society conditioning people like that, I think you can personally condition yourself to be like that if, Mm -hmm trying to use your words hasn't worked in the past yeah and that's actually my husband I don't think you can hear him but his comment because he's sitting here listening to this which is kind of humorous um the women's perspective of why men (laughs) act like this but he was like he was his actual comment was like talking doesn't doesn't do anything like Mm -hmm. words don't solve anything so another thing that I was thinking is these kinds of reactions, they aren't reactions, right? They're reactive. And a lot of times when something happens that makes someone heated or upset, you know, the first thing you're supposed to do is pause and like take a breath and think about it a little bit and get your bearings and whatever. And this comes, like these reactions come when people can't, like won't do that. 
you know, like either they haven't, because that's not a normal response. A normal response to something like really upsetting is not, okay, pause, take a breath, you know, whatever. That's a learned thing. And it takes a really long time. And some of us are still learning that, you know? So I think that this whole like getting all beefy is very primitive and it's not very evolved. And I'm not like bashing, you know, people for doing it. I'm just, you know, like, I think that the upsetting part and the reason that we get so upset about all this violence is that like, I feel like collectively, I thought we were at a place where we were trying to all be like peaceful and stuff, you know, like trying to make, make peace happen. But yet everywhere we turn, it feels like things are just getting worse and worse and worse and more violent and less peaceful. And yeah, it feels I would like say it feels more. I had that yeah. idea that the world was getting to be a better place when I lived in this specific, very liberal. I didn't say bubble. that the world was getting to be a better place. I said that that's no, what I, just I thought wanted, we were hoping I'm saying, for. I'm saying for me, I remember getting to this point in my life where I thought the world was getting to a better place Mm -hmm. but I realized it was a bubble that I was in and and by that I mean part of it was that there was less violence Mm -hmm. people understood that abusing animals was just wrong you know abusing kids was wrong like (laughs) and then I realized no that's that there's you know there's not a lot and I feel like as far as violence towards each other it's either escalating or it's at least being talked about more so I don't even know if it's necessarily that it's that it's happening more but I think we are talking about it more when it does happen because it is becoming less accepted in a lot of circles but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's happening less across the board and I think this might this what this should be this scenario should be is a highlight of okay we've still got a lot of work to do as a society, if our beloved actor Will Smith thinks that in that moment, in that environment, that that's an appropriate reaction, I just can't even wrap my head around. You got to think how many steps he had to take to that stage, pull his hand back to, I mean, there was many moments where he could have stopped that. He could have did a pretend slap. He could have been like, don't you talk about my wife and got I mean there's so many other ways that he, he could have re- looked angry at the camera still still not have engaged in actual physical assault against another person yeah but he went all the way through with it and then you know like I like is kind of been noted he certainly didn't have remorse for what he did to Chris Rock at least that night mm-hmm. you know it wasn't till the next day when I'm sure his agents and his managers and his publishers and his accountants and everybody was like you better sit down and work Mm -hmm. with us to craft a statement right now before this has dramatic effects Mm -hmm. on your career even though and I think this is kind of where we need to to focus here everything I was seeing on social media was really positive towards Chris Rock uh towards Will Smith Mm -hmm. like all the memes all the you know, sort of, we follow reaction. very different social media. I think that that's very clear. Um, yeah. Well, everything I was seeing was kind of like, you know, taking this and it was like the newest joke. It was the newest meme. It was the newest funny thing, as opposed to us being like, whoa, what just happened in our 
world that okay. Will Smith attacks somebody on stage and that's not a problem. Yeah, so we do follow very different social media, but I will say that the initial reactions, a lot of the initial reactions that I saw were a lot of, this is a black thing, white people, you have no say in this, shut up, we don't want to hear you. And like, to me, that kind of wokeness is incredibly divided and unhelpful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm saying that as like a white person you know, yeah. but I, mean, like, I haven't seen any of that. So but I don't to me, any... that was, and that was the first thing that I saw all wow. over the place. And a friend, even like a friend said that to me, you know, That's and was like, maybe you should podcast about this. Um, because like, you shouldn't be talking about, it, you know, and <laughs> like, um, and, and that, I mean, but I was just like, like, you know, I'm sorry, but if it's, if it's not something I'm allowed to comment on, then don't do it on national television. Like, don't be violent yeah. on national television where everyone can see you because, you yeah. know, it's just like, I'm sorry, we've got kids. Like, how do you explain to your kid, you know, uh, you know what? It's okay. Cause it was like two black men doing it and it's not about you. Like, don't what? That makes, it makes no sense to me. And I, I mean, I haven't seen anything like that. You've told me about it, but I can't even wrap my head around that particular side of this issue. I obviously am not allowed to have an issue with that yeah. part of it. And I wasn't so I'm trying to like not, get all into that. Yeah, I'm not like, that's gonna, not my point. I was just saying that yeah. that was like the, one of the biggest responses that came out. And then I the first like, thing I saw was just memes and totally then, making fun of, of like everything suddenly became the Will Smith slap. You see, know, how, never how you that. react when, when your, you know, your best friend says something you don't, you know, wow. it just became this whole big joke immediately as a, which maybe would have like made more sense weeks down the road after we had sort of waded through mm -hmm. the actual repercussions of somebody hitting another person. Now, Chris Rock has said publicly multiple times he's not going to press charges. He has no interest in pressing charges. Well, That's his prerogative. His whole thing so, was that like, because the producer of the Academy Awards has come out and said that like they, the LAPD wanted to arrest Mil Will yeah. Smith immediately. And Chris Rock was mm -hmm. just basically trying not to make a bad situation worse. Yeah, And like, it does sound like he was just trying to like tone it down. And look, I don't know that he should have been, like, I can't get into all that. I don't know specific. Here's what, like, I am so that kind of violence like right in my face is so bizarre to me that like I don't even know how you respond to that like I don't know how I would just, like it's crazy I can't even like respond to that um but I mean I also heard a lot of like um well where's the outrage when like you know police are killing black men police are abusing black men or where's the outrage when like you know uh Mel Gibson's getting all crazy and I'm like look clearly you guys aren't paying attention because I am always outraged. All yeah, of that stuff are. outrages me. <laughs> like I feel I am, I'm sorry, but I'm one of these people who I'm like, if, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention, you know, like I am outraged. And you know what? I think most people are outraged by that. Most people are like, what is going on? But we are so in step with society that like, you know, when that happened at the Academy Awards and in life, when that happened at the Academy Awards, everybody clapped and then everybody clapped mm -hmm. when he got his award and said his mm -hmm. stupid little, like, was like crying about love. And it's like, damn, that took away like so much from so many people that he had to have that little egotistical outburst. And like, 
that's how we are in life. Like in life, we see all this violence. We see it on TV. We are legit. There's a war happening right now where we're like tens of thousands of people are dying. Women are being raped every day. Men are just being shot in the street. Children are being bombed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're like, eh, that's what happens. Every, you know, it's what it's war, mm-hmm. you know, it's what happens. And it's like, what, what? That is yeah. not like what is going, and I feel like that that's, was my exact comment when you said that to me. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's what yeah. happens in war." And it's like because <laughs> it is, but that's we just sit like and let it happen. You know what I mean? And this is twenty twenty two, but we do we do yeah. have control over it because we're the people who sit and watch people get slapped, and we're like, "Okay, fine." You know, like mm-hmm. that's the point we're trying to make with this whole freaking podcast, Heather. In this episode, is that like it, it? It starts with us. It starts with every person individually sitting in a room where someone just got slapped and clapping. You know, like that's where well, it begins. It begins with people just being like, <laughs> "Whatever," you know, yeah. and it's like. I, you know, and I have really taken a turn in the last few years because, you know, I used to be like really into like, you know, true crime podcasts and like my favorite murder and, you know, all that stuff. And like, it really fascinated me and, you know, I could watch a movie, you know, that was action packed and, you know, had violence. I've never really been into, I've never been into violence, you know, but it's just, I could watch an action movie and it didn't like really bother me. I cannot watch that stuff anymore. I cannot watch true crime stuff. I can't listen to it. I just like, there is way too much violence going Mm -hmm. on. Like, as far as I'm concerned, any violence is too much violence, but it's just like, it has gotten to a point where it's just like, again, when Will Smith is slapping Chris Rock on stage at the Academy Awards, we've gone too far. Like, well, and it's not, not it's not that, and I would say it's not just that he slapped him. Okay. So he had a violent outburst. I, what to me concerns me in the sum of the situation is that people clapped Mm -hmm. that the from from my perspective the immediate social media response was praising will smith making this the new meme the new funny saying of the week Mm -hmm. and not taking it seriously at all like will smith is in fact a human man who is capable of making egregious mistakes Mm -hmm. as he has clearly shown but it is our reaction to that mm-hmm. that I think is really telling. And I know I've said it on this podcast, I think back in the first season, but I will say it probably many, many more times is that it's really a problem the way that we give famous people a pass. Yes. See, that's another thing. That's really inappropriate. That's another thing is that to me, like when I, when I saw this too, like, my first response was, wow, famous people can do whatever they want. And he right there, because Will Smith is not a person who got famous at 45. Will Smith is a person who has been famous pretty much his whole life, like since he was like a teenager, right? And he has lived in fame. And, you know, his wife has too, you know, it's like, and like, they live in this super duper duper bubble their kids live in it. And oh, and that was upsetting to me too, is that their son posted right after this happened. And that's how we do it on Twitter. What? 
And like, there is some, like, I don't know. I did not know that. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I don't know if he was saying that to the smack or if he was saying that to the, um, the, uh, what was it? His acceptance speech or whatever. Um, but it seems pretty, the, the idea seems to be that he said it after the smack and it's just like, wow, first of all, you will never experience any kind of violence like that because you live in a Hollywood bubble. You know, Hollywood bubble, you have to go out and find the violence. You have to make, you have to create the chaos yourself, right? Because when you live in Bel Air, it's not coming for you. Like you're coming for it. So it's just like, it's so upsetting to me that that too, so many people, and I don't even want to say so many people look up to him because that was part of the thing was like, I, that's like, a, there that was a race thing. And so whatever, but like, it's not acceptable. And there have been a lot of comedians who have come out and who are like, you know, well now, like we already, when we go on stage as a comedian are not protected because it's just us there. We don't have a band behind us. We don't have like people on stage with us. It's just us and people can do kind of whatever they want to us. And like yeah. people have already talked about like, you know, scary situations that they've experienced on stage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's going too far or not. I don't know if now people in the world are going to be like, oh, we can hit comedians. I don't, that might be going too far. Um, A little bit. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't have any thoughts about that. I don't think that's the takeaway here, but I do think the takeaway is Well, it is for some comedians. So, you know, so I'm just telling you that that's what people are saying. That you can hit another person in a public setting yes and that people will be proud of you they will yes they will voice uh pleasure or yes. acceptance of that behavior and so for me what it really boils down to uh is about there being a societal condemnation of that action every time we see it and i think when when it's done publicly like that that that's the most important times that we have a swift and, and it doesn't have to be like retributive. I mean, I'm not saying like bash Will Smith, mm-hmm. you know, to the ends of the earth, but just condemn the behavior Yes, 100% across the board. And like, when mm-hmm. you reached out to me and, and, and asked me like, what do you think about the Will Smith thing? You know, and I'm like, man, I like Will Smith, but I condemn violence on any level because that should always be our response. And I need to stop myself from going down that rabbit hole of like, but man, I really like Will Smith and I don't want to be mad at him for this. I've just got to be, start with, I condemn violence on any level, you know, and then try to sort out my feelings about it afterwards. But I try to really practice that. My first reaction is I condemn violence. And And I will say, yes, and I completely agree with you. Now, I will say that like, that was not my first response to this because I'm kind of, I can go either way with Chris Rock and Will Smith. Um, I've just heard so many weird things about Will Smith <laughs> recently that now I'm just like, mm, about him. Um, but the point was, was that when I heard about it, again, to me, it was a black, white issue. Like you just don't hit people on yeah. freaking national. And here's or, the other thing ever. too. Here's, yeah, right. But you don't 
like you are actually making a statement when you do it where everyone can see it. And here's the thing too, is that people are acting like this. You have to, you have to understand that this isn't just like, this is like if you had a work conference, you know, this is like mm -hmm. if you as a professional person were somewhere with your boss and all of your colleagues, you know, and you dressed up really nice, you were like, this is a super respected thing. And you know, the officers aren't as respected as they used to be. That's not the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is yeah. no one can smack somebody upside the head in a work environment among their peers and then everything's just cool and you just walk back to your seat it doesn't work yeah. like that in the real world like that is not the real one world. would hope it doesn't yeah. work like that not in my in world. world and again like out here in the country it kind of works like that mm. you know um but in okay my so we're all office, in our different bubbles but then if i go into my work mm -hmm. Then that would absolutely. I mean, you would lose your job yeah, that moment immediately if you were in the me middle of a meeting or an award ceremony yeah. where somebody had made a comment. There might be a conversation about like we don't make comments like that. That's really inappropriate. But unfortunately, the 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 attention gets focused on the reaction to it when it is violence. And so certainly if someone were to make an offhand comment to me at work and I hit them, I would expect to immediately lose my job. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't do that, even though there have been absolutely times where I want to like walk over and strangle somebody in my yeah. head. Like this is so asinine. Like I just but I mean that it never goes past me just having sort of this like momentary daydream about like, wow, I would love to handle this with violence. But in the real world, in my rational world, which I have the ability to access in my prefrontal cortex is like, now, how am I going to actually handle this situation yeah. with the goal in mind of how am I going to get my needs met? That person said something that I found really disrespectful to me or maybe to my family and how am I going to work to, to, maybe they don't do that in the future. And I think Will Smith could have easily had a private conversation with Chris Rock after that show where he said, man, that really doesn't sit right with me. I really would like if you don't make any more jokes about Jada's hair or lack thereof for these reasons. And maybe then it could be an established boundary that that really hits a nerve for Will. Well, and I feel like do it. screw whether or not it hits a nerve for Will. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but like, I think that's, I mean, the other important part of this, I think too, is that, I mean, I think the, the major part is that violence is never an acceptable solution to any problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the other thing that can be talked about, of course, is, you know, first of all, I don't understand why, when and why it became cool to roast people at the Oscars anyway. Like, I think it's just such a boring event. You know, that's why they have comedians host, you know, it's yeah. just such a boring event that they just need to spice it up a little and kind of make fun of themselves a little bit because they do, I do think that they all at some, you know, in some way realize, Hey, we're in this Hollywood bubble and it's kind of ridiculous what we do, but this is important to yeah. us. So, you know, they roast themselves a little bit. Um, I do think that like, 
again, I keep saying like, I don't think that what he said was a bash. Um, I really don't. I really don't. Um, and I could see how if they have beef with each other personally, he might've been making a dig at her personally. And I can see how that would have been a dig just knowing mm -hmm. what I know from her public persona. That was that, the only thing that made sense to me that said, about the reaction. I mean, that's that's irrelevant because that could have been a reaction that she made, not a reaction that Will Smith made. Like she yeah. could have gone up there and smacked him. That said, you just don't ever need to comment on the way someone looks, period. You know what I mean? Like we don't need that. A joke should not be about a, a way, especially a woman, especially a woman of color at an event like that looks on a night when they, when people are, you know, trying really, really hard to get dolled up and look their best. It's yeah. just always uncalled for to talk about the way people look. Okay. So let me respond to that real quick. Um, I definitely agree with you about that I'd like there to be a shift away from us making fun of people, people's appearances as just regular comedy, that that's just a cheap laugh, right? Because mm -hmm. really a joke like what Chris Rock made is a cheap laugh, like to just kind of, I don't know, it, 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 there could have been a better joke, right? I just, it wasn't even that funny really at all. Mm -hmm. um, so certainly his little routine could have done without it. But yeah, is that really the direction we want to go with comedy or is really even an award show that prestigious like the appropriate place to be roasting people? So anyway, I think that's an excellent point. Um, but then I also want to add that I really just my gut reaction when I watched it was I didn't think that what Chris Rock said was actually out of line. Yeah, it was totally on brand mm -hmm. for his comedy. It was just the kind of, like I said, it's just a cheap joke. It really would have gotten just a chuckle from the audience and the next joke would have gone on. And I don't think anyone would have ever even thought about that joke again, except yeah. that then For sure. in a totally unexpected maneuver, this person gets up on stage and it's so weird, you know, how like Chris Rock puts his hands behind his back, almost in that position, like where people know they're about to get hit and they are like saying, I'm not. Uh, I'm not throwing hands with you or whatever like he puts his hands behind his back but yeah so it just felt like a completely out of place reaction to that joke it just yeah I just couldn't see what what would anger Will Smith so much about that joke unless there was some previous background uh, that Will Smith was already upset with him uh, and I know uh, we were talking earlier about that Chris Rock had made a joke earlier about their open relationship. No, 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 uh, no. So Chris maybe, Rock had not made a joke about their open oh, somebody relationship. Else. Amy somebody Schumer else had made a joke. Had. So um, was he still stewing on that? And then this was just too much? Or had Chris Rock I don't Rock think it had anything you know, to had do. some previous beef? I don't, I don't know. think it had anything to do with Chris Rock. I think Will Smith just got shit going on. Like I really mm -hmm. do. And you know, it's it's not for us to like, I don't know. I mean, he's aired his laundry you know, yeah. all over the place. But I mean, I can't speculate about it. And like, I understand that we're like really late to the game and talking about this. And we had to press pause while we were recording this episode. So we actually started recording this episode and then are, you know, finishing recording this episode and, and like my more stuff has happened. More stuff has happened. I've got different thoughts about it now, you know, but it's just, 
it's not the reason that anybody's talking about it is because it's shocking, you know, and it's yeah. like all of, you know, the comparisons that people are making are just don't really make any sense. You know, it's like, this is, this is an award show. And, you know, even when it comes to like roasting people and this stuff, I do think that the reason that they do that, not like, I don't know. I think the reason they do that is because they know kind of how ridiculous these award shows are in the scheme of things like now in Hollywood they're not and they come from a time when when we talked about Hollywood stars and celebrities there were only like 10 of them you know (laughs) and like we didn't have TMZ following them around every five seconds you know and so it was still like mystical and magical and sort of like you know these kinds of shows were really like the kind of entertainment that we were seeing and it was all we were you know I mean they're from a completely different time period and it's probably a time to take them off there in general like who really even cares I can't remember the last time I watched probably the year that Titanic was up for an Oscar well I used to watch it all the time but I I mean I also Oscars yeah that's understandable and I think you're in the same boat with a lot of people like I was really into them I lived in Los Angeles and Southern California for a long time and like Mm -hmm. I really loved that kind of stuff I really loved the magic of Hollywood but we've seen a lot of like damage come from that system you know and So I think that the world is a different place. The world is certainly a different place after like the pandemic and, Mm. you know, after not really being able to see movies in theaters for so long. And so I think it might just be time to wind it down. And maybe that was a sign. And there was, you know, I did hear someone talking on, you know, another podcast about how like, because of all of that, everybody's really pent up and not used to being out and it was just like a completely different vibe at this oscars anyway interesting and but that, i mean but like that's a, not an excuse for will smith hitting somebody no like, no no no, no. but it's an excuse. interesting take in general yeah. because yeah i do think that like i mean i do find myself like when i am out around people i'm like wait how Okay. And it's not really even out around people. I was on like a FaceTime call the other day and I was like, Mm -hmm. wait, how do people like interact again? What? (laughs) Now, granted, that's not how I am because we interact all the time and it's fine. But, you know, I do understand like if you're kind of in your own little bubble and you're already in a bubble because you've been a celebrity since you were a teenager. So you're already in like the biggest bubble there is, you know, and then you're even more in a bubble because of pandemic. I don't know. I'm just, there are lots of takes on it. I just wanted to throw that out there, you know, that like I'd heard that and I thought I thought that was really interesting because I do think that in general, again, this is not a justification. This is just a different thought, a separate thought. I do think that in general, a lot of us are like close to breaking point with Mm. everything that's going on in the world right now. And I think that in a lot of people, and I do think that this might be representative of what happened, um, someone got smacked that wasn't actually like i think that this wasn't about chris rock that's my that's all i'm saying that's that's, a that's good just take, a thought i don't think yeah it was. i i you know the whole thing like he doesn't like if, if it was a reaction wouldn't he like run up there i mean he just stands up like strides it was weird and he was like smiling that's why i think there was speculation about it being staged and then chris rock literally puts his hands behind his well and then jada like laughed afterward 
that's it was like it was super weird but i think that's how people respond when people do something crazy honestly i wonder if that a lot of people didn't in the moment think oh this must be a planned publicity like this, a lot of this people a, did but those people thing didn't. they had planned out to do but the people who but did, i think, then I think, think as, as as it unfolded though you know uh people started to realize okay that wasn't planned yeah. but that might have been just the initial like oh this is part of the show no i completely um, agree with laugh you but will smith certainly didn't think that and jada didn't think that like you know will smith's not going to plan something with chris rock that he that he doesn't tell his wife about i mean jesus he's told all of us about their whole you know sex life i don't think he's i'm just saying in that the first Jada. like few moments afterwards that some people were thinking oh was that yeah planned oh, and so I they think, just i think most of the people in the room did you know mm-hmm. um i think it was a very i've read you know some things i don't know why i've read all this stuff i'm not even that interested in this but like um i've read some things about how weird the vibe was in general and it you know it was weird that you know it was weird that they posted a thing on instagram before it even happened before they the war show even happened that they were like about to like step into the chaos or something or they were ready for the chaos and it's just like why are we like setting an award show up like that that's such an odd thing to say and then of, of course the chaos then ensued but like yeah I just it was such an odd it was just so odd and I do yeah. think that that's what I, I don't know I don't know it's it was so well, bizarre I'm gonna go with you like I feel like how about the academy awards you know keep going with it but does it need to be televised we don't need to see like an award show that you guys all get to go to where you all pat each other on the back and say what a great job i often don't even understand or haven't seen or like any of the movies that are nominated because it's all political anyway like it's all bullshit it's like i don't know because like okay like i i just watched that movie the year of the dog Mm-hmm. have you seen that on netflix it's I haven't seen based anything. on this like, movie in book. like two years it's supposedly the greatest movie ever to come out it's benedict cumberbatch's best work ever me and my like husband him. just sat here like what is happening why is this happening yeah I so, mean, those are the, the kind times... of movies that get nominated for oscars yeah. you know so i just i'm just trying to say i don't even understand what is happening like i enjoy what i enjoy i don't yeah. have any interest chris is always like oh we should watch this movie it's got 98 percent on rotten tomatoes and i'm like i don't care what other people think of a movie yeah. like i will watch it for myself and draw my own conclusions yeah usually if something gets good reviews i think there's some might be something wrong with it because <laughs> like, the masses are just so stupid <laughs> maybe we should cut that oh, <laughs> but really i mean it's just not i really yeah there's just so much there's so much going on in the world right now that one things like movies and award shows seem so ridiculous and so Mm -hmm. unnecessary and then two to counter that seems so necessary to bounce off of like how crazy the world is you know like yeah so maybe like you really need all the fluff it's just that like i don't the problem with that is that it didn't used to be fluff it used to be like something really important and it meant Mm -hmm. something and it was actually Uh like a big and there used to be five channels on tv and that was the most exciting thing happening on one of them 
one Sunday night a year. And it was something we all shared in the same way that we all used to watch the same TV shows. We all used to watch the same movies. Well, now there are like 400 million movies that come out in all different ways, which is great, wonderful, yay. But I'm just saying we don't share this experience of seeing even the films. Most people haven't seen the films that are up for nominations, like you just said. I rarely so, have seen them. Yeah, so it's not I a shared even experience. Heard of them. Yeah, Most of the it, movies that same, go for Oscars. I've same. Never heard so, of. It's not shared experience anymore. So like why make a like why even like put it on, you know, IFC or some <laughs> channel that like, you yeah, know. That makes sense. So yeah. Anyway. All right. Oscars are canceled. We no have more decided. Oscars. Sorry, Oscars. But I mean, okay, same thing with the Grammys. Like you make this comment to me on the Grammys. I'm like, oh yeah, the Grammys were last night. There's no way I'm gonna and they at least have musical performances. But mm-hmm. even there, in my experience over the last 40 years, the music is like the sound quality of performances at the Grammys are not usually that great. I don't so ever actually even know any of the artists. Like I don't, it's the same oh my God. thing with the artists. There used the to you, be like you we text all used me. to know who people were. Yeah, so I guess you text me about Louis C.K. winning, um, which already just really upset me because Bo Burnham hadn't been allowed in the category. They put him in this like visual media category, which was totally like he should have won. It was just it just pissed me off all the way around. But well, the reason they probably did that was because, again, it is political and Louis Mm -hmm. C.K. winning. He won for a reason and it wasn't his comedy. You know what I mean? He won because they were making a statement about not caring that mm-hmm. he like does what he does you know yeah. and is just disgusting and a disgusting or that pervert. it was like a, a an opposing ca- uh, cancel culture because louis ck kind of got canceled because of except that, that he thing. didn't fucking get canceled because he just he wanted to cancel but and he's I, in my mind he was canceled over the place they cut cancel culture does not exist in any way shape or form because the people who are going to support Louis CK are always going to support Louis mm-hmm. CK it goes for every single other person and unless like cancel culture cannot exist unless you can actually cancel someone and none of these people who are supposedly canceled are canceled because they're still he can go into a comedy club he can get a Netflix special he can go into a comedy club and sell out anytime he can go into a comedy club where people who have bought tickets he can be the secret guest and you can go in and buy a ticket for a comedy club and accidentally be supporting louis ck it's disgusting it's super disgusting you know and so it's like cancel culture is so not a thing but i but yeah i understand what you're saying you just and i'm not saying it is but i'm saying I'm like, like i hate like, that so much i hate it so much but I'm saying, like, was it their response to, you know, yeah. because Bo Burnham should have won. Everybody, I mean, Bo Burnham's, like, legal team actually filed a, an official grievance about it. Wow. Uh, that his comedy special should have been included. Since you couldn't really do a stand-up special during the pandemic, he did a one-man show. And it would have, anyway. So mm. I was already upset about that part of it. But I had to go read an article so that I could know who won the Grammys and could then talk to you about it because I'm not going to watch the Grammys. And I'm reading this article about all the people nominated and all the people that won. And Kelly, I never heard of any of these people. <laughs> like, yeah. not even a little bit. Yeah. Like, no, well, I mean, you're like, there's this the one curve, person cause... that like swept the Grammys and I've never heard of them. Who? Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't know who it was. you're ahead of the curve, right? Because the only reason I didn't watch the Grammys, I didn't even read about the Grammys. The only reason I knew about that was because like I had read a thing where Jen Kirkman. So in Jen Kirkman's recent like comedy album, 
um, she talks about the time that Louis C.K. Um, tried to pull his dick out in front of her, you know, mm-hmm. and so, and oddly, he wins a Grammy right as that is coming out, and like, it's just, it's interesting timing, like, when you, anyway, yeah. but like, but so she was just talking once again about how, like, she was asked to comment on the Louis C.K. situation. And she's like, why don't you ask male comedians to comment on the situation? They're the ones who never call out their, mm-hmm. you know, their cohorts or whatever here. And like, women shouldn't have to be the ones talking about this. Like mm-hmm. men should be the ones, if men are going to be like, not all men, not all men, then maybe men should come out and be like, that's disgusting that these people are doing, that. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I had only read her thing. And then I was like, one, there are still Grammys. And then two, Louis <laughs> CK, you know, like I just had like this whole string of I things, thought he but I had to tell a you hole and died or something. I just had no idea that he was so. still valid yeah like he seriously is going is is still he actually like the, another thing that I just heard about him is like he was supposed to be doing comedy shows in Kiev until this like Ukraine like war was happening like he is legit like all over the place again because wow. he wasn't because cancel culture isn't real and you can do whatever you want and your supporters will always still support you. It's just, mm-hmm. that is what it is. You know, like the only, you'd only stop paying for someone and it's not cancel culture. If you as an individual make a decision not to support another individual because they're a rapist or something, yeah. that's not cancel culture. That's deciding, you know, to put your money where your mouth is, you know, and like, make your own decisions about who you support and what you support that's not cancel culture yeah but that's just how you that's you how you choose advocate life. for the things that you like yeah. you know anyway. uh, you always hear like you know you vote with your dollar yes so how you spend your dollar is really uh who you support mm-hmm. uh going kind of like all the way up the line so yeah i mean so true. i choose not to support louis ck and and I never, but here, here, here's the kicker. Didn't like him before. Wasn't supporting Same. him before. Same. Didn't care. Same. Still don't care. Like he, he like, it's not like he ruined online. my life. I wouldn't even know he existed if it wasn't for this like well, sexual. I mean, I will tell you thing. that other people had shown me clips of his and I was like, ugh. So yeah. that was my response to Louis C.K. Like he's I, he's not funny. I never, I didn't find funny. him funny. Right. I thought he was vulgar and gross. Like yeah. that was all I thought about him. And when I find comedians vulgar and gross, I just don't listen to them. That's not, yeah. my, that's just not my thing. So yeah, but it's not like me not listening or supporting to him now makes any difference. Cause I wasn't before like you. So yeah, it just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it affected his life. None. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he didn't feel the hurt right by my, uh, by my leaving um speaking of which uh i canceled my spotify account during that whole joe rogan thing mm-hmm. like my paid spotify account okay and i was like happy about that decision and okay. then they just charged me again <gasps> so i guess they're not allowing me to <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm like okay spotify we're gonna have to have a, a talk here because I canceled it. I went a whole month without having 
the premium service and they've just like yeah so even when I'm trying to like make my voice heard with my money I'm like meeting um adversity <laughs> yeah that is really frustrating I've um, been there like done that, that. <laughs> all right well I honestly never want to talk about Will Smith or the Oscars ever again after this yeah um, so I'm glad we got that out the way I mean same thing you know I'm, I'm in the same boat kind of with Will Smith and Chris Rock is like I don't really think that much about them on the daily anyway so it's like I don't, I mean, I just felt like in the moment when I decided to talk about this on the podcast and I brought it to you, I really wanted to just like hash it out just because it was so shocking to me. But then immediately afterwards, I was like, eh, I don't want to talk about it, but we already have talked about it. So now we never have to talk about done. it again. <laughs> and we got to throw in a little Louis CK. Yay. I, I love bashing Louis CK. So that's fine. <laughs> totally oh worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, Kelly, I hope you have a great week. You too, Heather. All right. Well, until next time, keep it real.